It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7-iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a Now, Good pressure playing golf today. here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017. The team will be here till 11 a.m. today alongside my trusty, my trusty co-host, David Muddit. Good morning, Jerome. <laughs> Coming in hot like always. I like it. With his, with his rowback gear, getting ready to head to Florida. See, 11.03 segment. You're, uh... Yep, <laughs> PJ show next week. So the you're PGA not, show, for those of you that don't know... You're is, not going? I'm not going. No. Is in Orlando, Florida. I think we hit a little bit on it um, last week. But it's kind of our big, huge thing that people go to. They'll be... I don't know how many thousands of golf professionals there, golf um, golf vendors. All the equipment will be out where they let everyone hit all the new equipment. There's education. Like actually, the the show's cool. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff, and I think it'll be back to normal this year. It hasn't been for the last couple of years because yeah, someone said it was terrible last year. But yeah, I didn't go. I didn't. I went the one right before COVID. Oh, yeah. COVID hit so right after. Yeah, so, and I haven't been since. But I heard last year was terrible, yeah. Yeah, so it's back. It's up. It's a huge thing for us to be able to see friends, talk to people, um, do work, obviously, getting stuff for getting all your clothes and your clubs and all your orders and seeing I, – I like to go see the different vendors. There's so many things there, and I think we talked about it a little bit, but – the amount of inventions in golf. <laughs> well, I mean, when you walk into, let's say, Sandia Pro Shop, where do you think all that stuff comes from? <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's these new brands, Swannies, Sunday Swagger, oh, yeah, Bad that's Birdie. This is, they, that's... they get a booth at the PJ show. They're small companies, and there's 20,000 PJ professionals walking around, and they, I mean, that's... That's huge business for them. That could well, completely change their entire business. Oh, massively. Yeah. Well, you mentioned one, and I think you have some of the stuff. That Sunday Swagger, is that the one you I got you a hat. Yeah, I'm interested to see what, what else they have because it's some have pretty cool some stuff. Sunday Swagger and Bad Birdie, like David is talking about, some of these vendors that are there have some really cool like shirts. It's all about so there's solids, stripes, and prints. These guys have the prints, so it has... Like flamingos on them, or margarita glasses, or I mean, they just have really cool, trendy clothes. I think Sunday Swagger's, I think, one of the better ones. I, I mean, like it just them. it just typifies where the whole golf business is going. You know, it's not it's not your white cotton <laughs> uh, Ralph Lauren yep. shirt that you wore two times and was ruined or shrunk because you left it in the dryer or. <laughs> You know, um, brown belt, khaki shorts, white shoes, That's the, those days are gone. Well, you can kind of, you know, and it's, I personally, I think it's awesome because it has 
really made golf more inclusive and COVID obviously helped when everybody, all they could do was play golf because it brought a whole new customer, a whole new base. Yeah. And it's no longer, you know, just these super uptight guys that are there for silence. I mean, these are the people that have speakers and they play music and, you know, they're dressed in whatever different kind of outfits. Like, I think it's good for the game, to be honest. I, I mean, I get it. There's certain places that, um, that have dress codes and all this sort of stuff, but you know, I, I, I like it. I think it's different. You, the hoodies, right? Hoodies came in too a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, do you remember when the golf shoes kind of changed? It was always just like, it was your classic, you know, your foot joy classic oh, or yeah. your echoes or I'm trying to think of another one. Um, there was a few and then people started getting these, ones without spikes that they could wear to work and they yeah. you know walk around in daily and then they didn't change when they got to the first tee box and it's now you have jordans i'm i will i just can't i just can't i can't <laughs> i'll wear, tell you what they're cool wear basket, looking. but they're not cool looking they are they're cool ridiculous keegan bradley some, looks stupid there's some those super things. cool ones that looks like he's about to walk on the moon <laughs> i those big high top ones but they have some cool low tops that i think I'm with you. I the high top, all the way up. Those moon boots, those are funky. But they have some. I don't know. It's cool. They they have some trendy shoes. Like you said, though, I I was fitting a gentleman a couple of days ago, and I'm like, dude, are those golf shoes? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, those are really good looking. Like you could walk into the office and nobody would even. And he no, said they're no, the yeah. most comfortable shoe he's ever worn. I can't remember what he said. It was a pretty expensive brand but probably echo they're, they're no it wasn't echo it, wasn't okay. it was a uh, johnston one it's like a fancy shoe oh, right. maker but they made these ones as like spikes yeah um that were really really good i thought i mean so yeah like you said you know golf is going in that direction i can't do the flat bill hats people love flat bills i freaking hate them i think i look like a buffoon in them I, they, yeah some some people can pull it <laughs> off some can't yeah yeah, I actually have a Sunday swagger that's a, I don't know if it's a complete flat bill because I've bent <laughs> it a little bit, but it's close. I just, I feel like it makes my, I don't know, I just feel like I'm wearing like a freaking sombrero or something. Like it's. Well, you'd hate to mess up that perfectly manicured hair I, that you've got up there. That's true, too. It's Goodness it's going gracious. away, so I don't know. I, I got to be careful. I'm going to end up like you. I'm just going Manning bald. If I lose hair, I'm going Manning. I'll join Manning. Could you imagine him with hair? <laughs> Like that hair right there on Steve, your hair on Steve Manning's head. That would be great. I wouldn't be able to look at him. That would ever be again. amazing. I love it. Um, Sewoo Kim wins the Sony Open. Did you watch any of it? I didn't. No. I guess he made some birdie on the seventeenth. Chipped in or something? Yeah, he's um, you know so good win for him. Obviously, it's he's a tournament of champions, and I don't. I mean. I always like these guys obviously they get they love the money and it's great but that sets him up for like a lot of things down the line it was in the masters masters he's got all these exemptions now on tour he's probably exempt for a year or has you get t- two years not i mean he probably had it anyway he won the players oh, i don't know so i don't know probably that probably gives you 10 years so i would imagine yeah. five at least five years on tour i mean what people don't understand is a lot of these guys not obviously the big names who are exempted to everything or can get sponsor invites those wins are huge it just sets them up for a couple years to kind of 
He's well, off the they, gas. Yeah, well, they can make their own schedule. They can play the golf courses that they know they play well. That doesn't get spoken about. Enough. That's true. The guys that are grinding, trying to keep the car, they're playing every single week, and they may hate half those courses. <laughs> if they they win on a course they like, they're not going to go back to you PJ National because if they don't like it, yeah, yeah. they don't have to. Yeah. They've got to set their schedule up to play courses that are best for them, you know? No, absolutely. Like, yeah, you're 100% that suits their eye that they have a lot of success with. I mean, Tiger's just as guilty as the next, right? Like, he goes to places that he plays good at and that he loves. I mean, mean, obviously, he can play good anywhere. Although there's only one tournament he's ever played on the PGA Tour that he's played more than, like, twice that hasn't won, that he hasn't won at. Where's that? Riviera. Oh, his, f- his first ever PJ Tour start is the only place that he's played more than I forget the number that has not, and he's not won. I'd love to go there. I heard that place is. Yeah, well, you, I think you have to drive it really, really well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's probably in why he struggled there. Yeah, <laughs> he's in trouble. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Liv got their TV deal. CW with or something? a CW. I wonder what it's going to be like. Um, I just was looking at something that Greg Norman, and again, I don't know. Again, there's always... Oh, I lost it. What the heck? Who owns CW? Are they their own thing? Someone surely has to own them. How can that one little TV station? Well, they've done... CW has done quite a... You know, they've done some stuff that then people go on to do bigger and better things, but what did Greg Norman say? Oh, he said, this is a momentous day for Live Golf, as this partnership is about more than just media rights. The CW will provide accessibility for our fans, maximum exposure for our athletes, partners, and their reach includes more than 120 million households across the U.S. So there you go. I mean, they you – know, oh, Dennis Miller. I don't know who owns the CW, to be honest. Are they still going to uh, do it on their website? I would think so. I mean, that's kind of what – Started them, although if the CW, CW may say the no, rights, they might say no, you can't put it on YouTube because they may get on, they may get less viewers on CW than they did on their website because you could just right. pull it up on your phone and watch it, you know. I tell you, that's for me, that's 100%. I don't, I mean, again, I don't have TV as far as like all the direct TV and all that stuff, so I don't see a ton, but live i could pull up on my computer at work i could pull it up on my phone and just say oh let's check out some youtube and see like what they're up to and what's going on like that's what intrigued me originally is that's how i got on too yeah so you might be right there yeah i mean it will see what happens it'll be yeah it doesn't say anything about um well it's uh yeah i mean i don't know it doesn't say anything as far as if they're going to be on the internet or if they're going to be on YouTube, which kind of sucks. I, I liked watching it on that, to be honest. Well, that's what I mean. It was, it was convenient and easy. And now if you've got to actually sit down in front of a, t- I mean, obviously, you know, there's things like Hulu and stuff like that, that you can watch on, on your phone, but I'm sure they're keeping it on the website. I mean, if, yeah, C- if CW said, well, we might lose, $100 million if, if you're going to play it on your website and no one watches it on our... Okay, here's $100 million. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true, too. Well, all right, here's your $100 million. Yeah. We'll be good. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I don't know. It's... Um, I can't even think of the CW. Like It's a... It's, a, it, uh, it's red lettering, and it's like a, almost like an italic C and a W. I'm going to look it 
up. This is interesting with the the whole the CW stuff, and who know? I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it's a multi year thing. What yeah, happens? Who knows? I mean, this. Who knows? Now that the tour is underway, um, you know, we've actually been kind of busy with a couple guys. It's always it's always interesting to have, you know, Kent Jones was in the other day just working on some stuff, checking some clubs. Um, and I just asked him, I said, where are you at? He's like, yeah, I'm Mondaying. So he's got a Monday. Wow. And he said, you know, they changed it again as far as – and he tells me every year how – how it changes and how those categories change and that they always, but he said something about now that on the champions tour, they're going to like career money list. So because they went to career money list, it brings a whole new stream of guys in career money list from PGA tour. Yes. Uh. And something like that. And then it knocks out. Now they lost another Monday. So he's like, so now there's one less spot of Mondays to get in. That the whole money list thing is a joke now because. Well, I told him how do you, how's that accurate? It's not accurate, is it? it? It's not accurate at all. If you played in the nineties, yeah, and I'm playing in the two thousands, the money's not even close. No, no. I could have played ten times worse than you and made triple the amount of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You look if you go look at the career money list, you know, someone like Zach Johnson had a, obviously had an unbelievable career, but he's like. Miles ahead of Jack Nicholas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. You, you, uh, they shouldn't base anything off the money list anymore. No, I, that, well, that's kind of what I was, you know, I and I don't know all that stuff 100%. Like, I mean, not Joe Jonesy has it by like the back of his hand, right? Because he's got to know when he gets in or if he's not or where he has to go. But I was just like, well, and he's the vet- money list makes no sense to me right now. And he's vested on the PJ Tour. Oh yeah, I mean, Ken Jones has a retirement from the PGA Tour. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you make I think five, five hundred starts or five. Gosh, that's a lot of starts, dude. Oh, I guess over a career. Yeah, and then I think you have to make a certain amount of cuts, and then yeah, you, you're you're eligible for retirement from the PGA Tour. Do you know that? I mean, no, I didn't know that. I did. I, interesting to me though that like, <laughs> so the other one that's been in is Noda to hit and it, it's, it's funny because there's some random people in there like right after them or when they're there and they're like dude those guys hit it so straight like <laughs> it's disgusting it is absolutely disgusting to watch like and you know that i mean you've yeah, Kent hits it pretty ridiculously straight doesn't he you played in five pga so you've seen some dudes hit it straight but it's just like when you see it live i'm like dude these guys are insane just insane what they do with the golf ball and it's just it's unbelievable to me to watch them and see the numbers and all that sort of stuff and it's just you know it's it's crazy to me what what those guys can do um you're not going to go play or anything david's going to the pga show to go work yeah i'm gonna order some stuff uh, we're gonna go chat. I've never, I've never done the demo day, so we're gonna do that. On That'll the, be interesting. On the Tuesday, I heard it's a zoo. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, they're showing pictures of the 360 range and all the setups and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's insane to me. Isn't the waste management pretty soon too? 
Waste management is coming up. It's a week. It's Sunday, the Super Bowl. So it's like Super Bowl week. February, like 14th or 12th or something. Is the the Sunday? Because Jonesy and I were talking, and he was like, he said, Have you been out there? And I never have. I would love to go because I've heard it's just, I'm a people watcher. So I would love to watch people just act a complete fool. It's stupid. But he was telling me he must have been out there recently, and he's out there right now um, practicing, you know, in some warmer weather. He left a couple days ago, but he said, he said, it's unbelievable. Like the stadiums, like he said, I thought he said 16, 16 is a part three, right? Yes. 16, 16. 17, 18. He said, they're like completely enclosed because I guess yeah. he was there and it's like being built, right? Yeah. He's like, it's legit. Those holes are completely enclosed. Yeah. The rest of the golf course gets very little traffic. It's all, it's five, all there? You've got 500,000 people at the clubhouse, 16, 17, and 18. It's mental. Oh, mental. wow. They ma- it makes it seem like they no. could enclose like every freaking hole like a stadium. No. Half those people don't even know what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said that. He goes, he said, I bet those people, like most of those people don't even maybe watch one golf shot. Yeah. And I was like. That's I'm there for it. I want to see it. I legit would love to just go walk around. I've been once, and I'll never do it again. It's, what? It's just, it's insane. Like, good insane or bad insane? Like, just stupid. It's People a, just get stupid? It's a little stupid. Yeah, it's a little stupid. Well, I mean, it, it is good for golf every once in a while, but the amount of people is, is I'm surprised there hasn't been more accidents, to be honest. I mean, it's insane. Like leaving the property, you're saying? Well, that and and just nonsense. Watch when they make a hole in one and sixteen, they're all jumping up and down. Oh yeah, one of these years that thing's just going to collapse. They're just going to collapse. I mean, there's ridiculous amount of people around that green jumping up and down on these <laughs> uh, stands that are not permanent, right? That they're, they're put yeah, up and taken down. But they're because Jonesy and I were talking about that, and I said, "Dude, I said the thing about that is that people think." It's not like a – those are legit, like, metal steel trusses, no, though. they are. I mean, they're – but at it's the, like a But at the end of the stadium. day, they're hammered into dirt. <laughs> like, that's what that's what it is. It's like doing this movie, yeah, shaking Yeah, I around. guarantee you that thing's moving around when someone makes a hole in one. It, it's – I don't know. It, it, it you know. Not it, to mention all the beer that's all over the greens. I don't know, that one when they threw all – all the cans everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the sort of thing that is good for golf once a year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if every if event... If it's every event, it's, it would just be stupid. No, I mean, you're right. It would be stupid. You're right. And I I want to go. So, all right. We've got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're in need of club repair, please email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Director of Instruction. You'll hear myself, David Muddit, and various other people talking golf and New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11. And speaking of New Mexico golf, we're back. We're back. Like the season's underway. People are starting to get their gins. Men's associations already have tournaments today. Gin what? Gin soda? Gin tonic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you can get gin tonic too. <laughs> but there's um, everything going on. And, uh, you know, I want to give a little 
a little shout out. Our our Sun Country PGA is doing a teaching and coaching summit here at the very start of February or middle of February, I guess just to say. I think it's like the twentieth Sunday over at Sandia. Uh, it's sponsored by R1 Realty and Eight Grady's Performance Center. So we sponsored that thing to get that underway and get some speakers. And I'm not a hundred percent sure of the speaker list, um, but I know Henry Statina's from Mexico State, but the teaching coaching summit, I think is one of the better things. You're not there to get lectured to. You're there to learn and kind of uh, figure out what's going on and see what's new and innovative. Oh, a gentleman named Dan Bubini is coming from Phoenix to speak hmm. about um, teaching and coaching. I, I think it's open to the public. I think they can pay. They, they can. can pay to go. I think there's like high school coaches can go like, you know. Really? I don't recall ever seeing anyone, but I thought. Well, yeah, I don't think. I mean, it's and normally, obviously, we're in the Sun Country, so we don't have like a Butch Harmon. Like the Met section gets Butch Harmon to speak. Um, That'd be nice, which is kind of cool. And obviously, some of these guys have such huge egos; it's super expensive to bring them in to hear them speak. And I've heard that you might know better than me, but some of them are horrible. Like in that setting, people are like. Yeah, that guy, you know, has this huge name, and he in a in that summit, he was horrible. Like he was so terrible. Yeah, some guys just can't do that. But last year <laughs> was it last year? We had the guy from uh, like Tennessee or or where was he? Kentucky, maybe. Oh yeah, Kentucky. You said that. Yeah, and uh, I was actually going to see him. He's a big grip, a big grip guy, but. Do you remember, I, he, he went to eat at El Pinto the night before with us to off food poisoning. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, god! And he kept having to leave the stage. Do you not remember that? No. Oh, that was hilarious. It's hilarious. Did he get food poisoning or he ate chili? It wasn't right. right. Could it, yeah, could you got to be careful with that. They affect you in the same way. Well, <laughs> yeah. So you get, especially El Pinto, they got some, I mean, you a, a first-timer or newbie with some of that El Pinto salsa, you'll be in some trouble. Yeah, um, you should have. Uh... But our our schedule is out too for our Sun Country PGA. I have a you know, David, you're gonna play in that first event down at New Mexico State. It's like scramble fest, dude. I haven't played that, and don't play it this year either. I bet I haven't I'm played out. that in five or six years. Not playing it. Three pros. Yeah, one PGM kid. They're gonna have like out. five teams. It's ridiculous. I'm out. Uh, I don't. I mean, we're on the tournament committee. How did that not? How did that not? come up and get voted on that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard <laughs> it's i just there's so, there's how many pgm students i don't know probably uh, 40 of them oh it's more than that all right it's got to oh. be more than that but how many how many pros are going to travel down to cruises not me yeah you might get if they got 40 pros i'd be blown away oh that would be like some of the most so you're looking at like 12 teams <laughs> What are you doing? Well, why are you playing? We're why are you playing team golf? Like I don't know. I just personally, I've always and you know this. I said this all the time. I always like to take amateurs. I just think it's a good time. It's a good experience for them. I take people that I coach most times and put them in a really uncomfortable situation. And it's not you know obviously they're not like playing on tour, but they have to play their own ball, and it allows me to hang out with them and yeah. teach them. And you know, I mean, you well, it shows. Go with, 
certain guys. Oh, yeah, a lot of these people just... have never played these courses. They don't know what it's all about. They don't. I haven't met these other pros. It's it's a networking thing too, and they just it, that that makes no sense to me. I don't it, I don't get it. Yeah. So I mean, and and to per- be personally, I I like individual golf. Like team golf is great. It's fun. Like you said, like the Phoenix Hope Phoenix Waste Management, whatever. One time a year, okay, maybe two, you know. But when you have six events of team golf, it gets. I hate it. So we've got Mike. I got to go find somewhere. Yeah, we got one, two, three, probably five or six. To be honest, I can count four this year for five. No, there's there's five I can count. There's uh. That's not including the Pro PGM, so that would be six. I'm telling you. So Challenge Cup this year. Oh, gosh. The Taylor Cup will be this year. Oh, gosh. Senior, uh, junior. Then you've got pro, pro. Senior, junior, Pro, 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 South, Pro PGM. <laughs> we don't even have – that's six <laughs> events. We don't even have six Player of the Year events on our schedule. <laughs> that's a joke, actually. That needs to – Austin – He's probably quit already. Yeah, Austin's <laughs> out. He's quit golf. He's gone. He's he's had enough of it. Um, but our tournament season here, I'm obviously heading to Florida in a, a week. A week. I'm pumped. I love going out there. I feel like I'm on tour. It is good. It is good. I am probably not going this year for any of them. Staying with your grumpy partner and my grumpy partner. I love going out there. I just I I enjoy I'm really looking forward. It's just that is a fun one. It's a good time to go out. Yeah. I was watching some of the results for, you know, for those people that don't know, we have there's a PGA what the heck is it? PGA Golf Club out in West or Port St. Lucie. Port St. Lucie. It's not yeah. West Palm Beach, but Port St. Lucie. Three 18-hole courses and they have events for us PGA professionals all December all January, really, they go into February. They, like they the first start part of November. February. Oh, November? Yeah, the first of those winter series is always the like the Monday after Thanksgiving. Oh goodness! Yeah, that's the dream. Some of those guys, how you ask how some of those guys can go up there? It's because they all work up in the north, so yeah. they're in Michigan and Ohio and New York, New York, and they get snow and their clubs are closed for. Five months, so they go down to Florida for four months. Yeah, and some of them just play, some teach and play, some just get a job at a golf course. We've got a couple winter. guys out there that used to be here. Dal Daly's out there. Yeah, he actually lives in Port St. Lucie, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dan Kesters, who was at he New Mexico does, State. He lives in Port St. Lucie. He's out there. So those guys are probably teaching, like David said. They're three pretty good courses, then, too. They, they, they never used to be in good condition, but over the last like seven or eight years, they are really, really good, yeah. Yeah, no. and it's, I mean, that place is busy, as you know. Like they have, It's not just for PGA professionals. They have like memberships for... All the snowbirds, I guess, that are down there. There's loads of people down there. Yeah. Loads. Port St. Lucie's a little more quiet and tucked away. I like it. But it's great. The courses are great. And, you, yeah, you're 30 minutes from West Palm Beach. Yeah. You're 15 minutes from Jupiter, you yep. know. All where everyone hangs out, all those yep. tour guys. The beach is about 35, 40 minutes up the the freeway so that's always a cool thing to do in the oh, winter. You, you can go to jensen beach in like 20 minutes from the pj golf club you just go straight across port st Lucie. huh i've never done that i've always yeah. gone up a little bit um those are just some cool events and um 
I thought you might go to the individual because that's the last chance to get into Twin Warriors in the I'm, spring. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. What is it, top five? No, it's two or three spots that of the highest finishers that aren't already qualified. Which a lot of those guys A lot of them are, yeah. Like, I think last year I finished, I don't know, maybe 35th, 30th, 35th, but I probably only finished, like, 6th. Oh, my gosh. Those. You were right there then. Yeah. Well, no. Kind of. But you, you don't have to go. Light it up? You probably don't have to go finish in the top five, no. Well, I mean, you know, I and a lot of people don't know this. You know the name, but Bob Sowers is, like, yeah. winning everything again. Yeah. Like, it's all these guys. You'll, you'll, he'll probably be here in the spring. Oh yeah. Twin. oh yeah! A lot of these guys that are playing, he's a past champion, are going to be here in the spring at Twin Warriors for that national. Um, so a lot of those guys, that's all they do all winters. They go play over there, get tons of reps. <coughs> Alex Beach, one of your buddies, he's a really good player. He'll be here in the spring, I'm sure. There's, you know, all those guys. Bob Sowards plays a ton of golf, Puns. and he is really good. And it's. Again, golf's just a crazy sport to me because, like, if you saw Bob Sowards <laughs> in the parking lot, you'd say, I'll take you. Like, let's yeah. go. And then he will end up wiping you with, in the parking lot like nobody's business. Well, yeah, he he knows those courses like the back of his hand, too. I mean, he's... Well, uh, the first time, one of the first times I went out there, we're finished playing, and obviously we're taking our clubs out, getting down, and this guy just pulls his cart in, and I'm like, what is he doing? Someone's like, yeah, he's a member here. I'm like, what? This guy's here all winter? Like, he just leaves his... And that's when I was like, oh, some of these guys have played these courses seven billion times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've played them a lot now. I used to go every year, but this will be the first year I haven't been. Disappointed in, in you. In just like stay. five years, probably. Come stay with us. You'll have a great time. He and Mike already found a partner. Oh. Let's get Manning. Steve, you out there? I got no golf balls either. I'm out, <laughs> I'm out of golf balls. If anybody can donate some Pro V1Xs to David Muddit, it'd be much appreciated. <laughs> he has no golf balls. They need to be the current ones. I can't <laughs> can't play the old ones. <laughs> they got to be the prototypes that just drop to everybody. And By the way, I saw Titleist. Did they drop some new equipment? Are they Woods this year or what? You're a Titleist guy. No, Woods were the end of last year. They Start. dropped something. Unless they're just... I haven't really paid much attention, but it should probably be the new wedges, I would think. No, it's always at the golf ball. Maybe it was they, the golf they, ball. They do everything every two years, but they stagger when it is. So Woods come out at the end of the year, like in November. Irons will come out at the start of the year. Balls are normally the start of the year. Wedges are normally the start of the year. But they're all on a different two-year cycle. So, so there's always... At the start of the year a- and the end of the year, there's something new coming out. But that has been around for two years. It's not like Taylor made you bring out a new driver and then eight months later bring out another new driver. Well, I mean, they're... Titleist stay I'll, pretty consistent on, on, on that. Titleist is a royal pain in the butt to deal with. Yeah. But I will give them tons of credit for doing that because at least your stuff is like... Is well, they 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 protect us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything they do protects us, and and a lot of people bitch and complain about it. But if Titleist, for for example, I'm trying to open the account for the golf store, 
Yeah. And I, it's been over a month now, and I haven't heard anything. But when you think about it, it is. It's protecting green grass and properly ran yeah, golf yeah, facilities. Yeah. If you that just is- open up some golf shop in a cupboard in your house and you get an account, <laughs> and you're just going to buy this stuff at cost and sell it for... $30 above cost, well, you're screwing everybody else. Yeah, it completely yeah, yeah. ruins the whole thing. So they do it the right way. It just, because of that, they are difficult to deal with sometimes. But yeah. you and I shouldn't really complain about that because it it. I actually it appreciate. Oh, 100%. It helps. I appreciate that they put stuff out and it's good for two years. Yeah. Because like you said, TaylorMade and Callaway and I don't know who else. Those are the two big dogs right yeah, now. Yeah. Is they're dropping stuff right now. And in September, they're going to start advertising the Paradigm 2 and the Stealth 5. And it's just, it, it gets, I don't know. Like someone asked me the other day, what's the difference? I'm like, I couldn't tell you. Like I hit the Paradigm, but I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't say that it's. This mass, it's got different paint. It's got a different design on the top. There's, I know they're chasing speed and chasing the face and, you know, everything like that. But of what? I mean, we said this last week, I think. It, the whole distance thing has to be capped at this point. <laughs> I mean, how much more can you get? Yeah. We landed people on the moon 50 years ago, <laughs> right? And now. You're telling me our technology is so much better every two years? Every, like you said, eight months. Yeah, there's this just, come on. There's no way. Well, and it's. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean. Well, here's here's the bad thing for. People want new stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Of course they want new stuff, and, and every, every now and then they'll change it different. But you, if you look at the last four tailor made drivers. They're basically the look, exact same looking driver, just different colors. They move and, the head a little bit. And the bit. last two are different materials, but they look yeah, yeah, yeah. identical. No, they look a lot the same. They, yeah. I mean, for me, the problem, I guess, that I have is you're going to have clubs. And again, I'm in an advantage because we're indoor. We have an indoor facility, but some of these people aren't going to get fit till April, March or April. Yeah. So their clubs are good for March, April, June, July, August, September, six months. And then they're like, oh, there's a new one. Like I fit people a couple weeks ago, and they're getting it in mid-February. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm like, why would the- – Which, by the way, that is not that far away anymore. No, it's, you know, four weeks or so, whatever away. But, um, you know, and who knows? I Again, there's – they changed the technology and said Callaway, at least I can speak to, was like jailbreak, and now they have the jailbreak H. They changed it and this or that, and you know, I would argue that the balls are probably very, very, very similar. All the balls. Um, how how can you well, change those? The, I mean, the Titleist Pro V One and Pro V One X have changed a lot. Since they came out, because when they well when they first came out, there was just the Pro V One. Yep, I don't think they were both. No, nope. then eventually they became the Pro V One, the Pro V One X, and the Pro V One used to be the softest, the most spinning. You know, launch the highest. Pro V One X is a complete opposite: firmer, lower spinning, 
lower launching, they've pretty much flipped. Yeah, they have. But with the same feel. So oh, they went with yeah, what yeah. people tell them. When I worked with them is when this happened. The biggest complaint, and the reason I don't use the Pro V1 is because chipping and putting, I, you can't feel it come off the face. It's too soft. Oh, it's like a marshmallow. Yeah. The numbers are, were better with a Pro V1. Yeah. But I purposely didn't use it because I, I couldn't. <laughs> I hate it. I hated the feel of it. So now I've actually got the perfect golf ball, basically. I've got the higher spinning golf ball that feels firm. Yeah. yeah. So that their ball has actually changed a lot. I'm, I'm a little biased. You know, I was, been, I was on staff with them. Still am, have been. For years. Minus one year that I, I left, yeah, for a long, long time. And I worked for them, so I knew. I used to go out once a year and go through all the training. I was there for a week in Carlsbad, and they tell you about everything. They really... Well, they're the only company that builds all their stuff with their equipment. So all their golf ball stuff that they make, those machines that make the golf balls, they designed and made. Jeez. It's kind Everybody of crazy. Everybody else probably contracts it out. to Yeah, or buys Asian. a machine or, or whatever. Yeah, TaylorMade doesn't make their own golf ball. No, a lot of these places don't. No, Bridgestone makes a lot of golf balls for a lot of the other companies <laughs> that you, people don't know about. No, they're, they're, they're not. It's not a Bridgestone, no. but it's made by Bridgestone. They got a different dimple. Yeah. Titleist are a golf ball company that make golf clubs. And that's changing a little bit. I mean, their wedges are now number one on tour by a mile, well, I mean, which they, they didn't used to be. They have such good stuff. Their woods have gotten so much better. Obviously, the Scotty Cameron putter speaks for itself, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they do have, when you have Scotty Cameron and Bob Vokey, that's two dudes that are Probably pretty good to have. I got a Bob Vokey story. He He's unbelievable. For those of you that don't know, Bob Vokey makes the Vokey wedge. Yeah. For Titleist. The, the Titleist wedges. Some people probably don't even know they're called Vokeys. They're just a Titleist wedge, but it's the Titleist Vokey. It was at the 2013 PGA Championship. He was just stood there on his own. I heard he does that a lot. Yeah. It just stood there on the range on his own, just watching. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I went up to him and said, hey, Bob, I'm David. Um, could you watch me hit some wedges? Just make sure that really I just want you to watch me hit some wedges and tell me <laughs> what you think. Anyway, I was hitting it so good. I, he goes, yeah, they're, they're perfect for you. I'll put you a new set in your locker or whatever. They put me a new set in my locker. Like two or three years later. So th this interaction with Bob was for uh, – 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know. Three years later when I'm working for Titleist, I go out for the training, and he's doing one of the wedge things, one of the wedge demos and sort of teaching us how to fit for wedges and, and this, that, and the other. Comes up to me and remembers me. Oh, my God. Remembered my name and everything. I'm like, what the How is that even possible? You're like, I was some random dude at yeah, one of these but you saw for 15 minutes. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Such a nice guy. Yeah. I've yeah. I've heard stories that he's amazing. He's unbelievable. And yeah, I mean, it's, it was, you know, a Vokey Noda's playing the Vokey wedges and he was in the other day and it's funny. He goes, check out this wedge because, you know, you've been in. 
we have that super tight lie that's like yeah. he was trying to chip off it. He's like, I had Titleist send me a one of these wedges, and he's like, look, there's like four degrees of bounce. It was scary looking, but I was like, geez, Luis. Dude, I wonder if it's things. the new wedges that are coming out. Yeah, it was it was brand new, like brand spanking new. Was it a ten? But it had it had four. It had four oh, no, lot bounce, bounce of bounce, yeah. and it was just like it hugged the ground. He goes, "These are the ones you use at like the open yeah. or like Augusta." He's like, "These ones would just it's like a knife." Yeah, no one listening on the show should be using a no. four, four degree bounce low You use should be 12. using fourteen, <laughs> the K grind. Yeah, a massive amount of bounce, bounce is your friend. And and to be honest, even on that really tight stuff, bounce is still your friend. Like, if you took that four down to one, you, you'd just be digging holes. You're like a, it's like those old hickory clubs yeah. is what it would look like. Yeah, you just have a just, knife blade. Yeah, you'd be digging holes in the ground. And if you don't know how to use it, it'll stick into the ground. You'll hit it two inches, which I have to go work on when we go to Bermuda. I go spend about half a day chipping to get used to that crap. You're phenomenal at it. but Once you... Yeah, once you know how to chip on Bermuda. Now, wet type Bermuda, it's like it don't, I don't care how good of a chipper you are. That's just that's just really, 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 really difficult to do. That's <laughs> that that's the hardest thing. But good Bermuda, you can do anything you want. You yeah, can yeah, spin yeah. it so much more. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the sound off of good Bermuda <laughs> is it's like whoa, like what is? That? I hit that correctly, you know. <laughs> This grass we play on here, you get away with so much, man. This spongy bluegrass yeah, or down grain bent grass, <laughs> you almost can't you almost can't screw it up. No. Too badly. That's why it's Bermuda, you got a twenty yard pitch shot, you could potentially hit it a foot. Or fifty yards. Or fi- or a hundred <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> There's not very much Bermuda here. You have to go down south. Go to New Mexico State. But that's that's not even the same type of no, Bermuda either. No. It's not even the same. No, it's way different. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf, alongside David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about leagues, club repair fittings, email me at gespinosa at 8gradys.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. On ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Good morning. Welcome back to the Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. You'll hear myself and David Muddit talking golf, New Mexico golf, Saturdays 10 to 11. Um, a little bit of tour news, which is, I don't know if you saw this. Nellie Corda signed with TaylorMade. Uh, who was she with? Nobody. I think she was with Titleist, but I'm not sure. Uh, and so did Brooke Henderson. They're going after like LPGA girls. Brooke Henderson, huh? She was paying. So I was like, "Holy cow, that's a huge land for TaylorMade." And I don't know what they're paying them, or if that's kind of the landscape of what's happening. But I don't know. I saw that and was like, "That's very, very." In- Is it Nelly? Well, I don't think Nelly's number one. I got, but I she's up there. Couldn't even tell you. She's obviously brilliant. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if she had a club deal. I. I almost. I almost always remember seeing her with a Titleist visor. Now that yeah. doesn't mean she was on Titleist. She probably played the she ball. Had that CME group, and it was Titleist on the side, wasn't it? But Titleist do a like a, it's a 
tour ball shoe glove deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you wear the hat, glove, shoe, and use the ball. A lot of people do that. Especially now, now that there's so much more money, you don't need the money from the club manufacturers anymore. That's true. And you get your equipment, any company's going to give you whatever you want. So that's why so many people have mixed bags now. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's, uh, so she's number two in the world. Lydia Ko. Is number one? Is number one. Oh, wow. Which, what a career she's had. And which, she's still like 20, what? She's got to be in her 20s still. Butch Harmon, by the way. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, and Brooke Henderson is number seven, uh, but I found it quite interesting that they were signed by TaylorMade. I don't know if TaylorMade threw in some cash. Well, that's interesting or, for both of them because they were both probably using a Titleist golf ball. Well, Brooke, yeah. I've gone through that. That is a tough transition to try and make. Oh, to go to a... From Titleist to a, any other type of golf ball. Well, maybe... I don't for, know. for me, I mean, some people... You know, I've always had a hard time changing equipment, and but funnily enough, I've never had a hard time changing from tightless ball to tightless ball. Whenever they come out with a new one, you know, Adam was always like, you know, do you want to? Which one do you want to trump? Just give me the new X. It's fi- it's fine. <laughs> Keep I'd, it the same. And I just I would start using a straightaway, no issues. Whereas I used the nine thirteen driver for about ten years. <laughs> I did. I, w- I didn't change. <laughs> But the yeah, when I tried to change to a tailor made golf ball, it was so different and just yeah. That's I mean that I I, I not talking bad about tailor made. They they make great stuff, but you know it's a golf golf ball's the only thing you use on every shot. You're a lifer for the ball, so it's weird for you to sit yeah. there and like look at a ball, look at it, yeah, and then hit it and then think like, why is this ball going crazy? Yeah, not flying how you're used to, and then you lose confidence, and then well, yeah. and for people that don't know, like a lot, I mean, for a player like David, it's going to make a massive difference. For the average golfer, eh, maybe here or there it will be, um, but equipment's a huge thing. We had I had a guy in there the other day, you know, he's a chasing the mini tours and doing that sort of stuff, and he's hitting in the bay, hitting in the bay, and I'm like, dude, what is your equipment? Like, what is it at? Like, do you know? He's like, oh, not really. I'm like, everything is going left. Is your stuff upright? Um, I don't know. So I look at it. He's two degrees upright. This guy is like, I mean, he plays on all these state opens. He's a pretty Patrick. No, it's not Pat. Oh. Another kid. And I go, dude, give me your equipment. Let me look at it. And then fix it. He's like, I've been fighting my swing for like a year and a half, trying to hold it off. All I hit is these hooks. And I'm like, it's your equipment, dude. Someone betting your equipment wrong. Yeah, like, but. You do it for that long, it becomes more than just your equipment at that point. Well, he was in a whole sort of cha- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He told me the other day, he's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for, like, I didn't know that. Like, I shot 65 the other day, like, nothing. I'm like, well, because now you can play golf. You're not trying to do weird stuff. I would check. When I was playing a lot, I would check my loft and lies every two or three months. You have to. When they're forged clubs, you, yeah, you should. I mean – a lot of people don't know, and, and again, some of the stuff happens when you get better stuff changes, so maybe you got fit for two up to help you not slice it. Well, Then as you start hitting it better, now it's going dead left, and you're like, what the heck? I mean, I'm not saying that's the case with this guy, but you've got to be careful who you get fit from these days. There's a lot of people that pretend to know what they're doing that actually have 
absolutely no idea what they're doing. Yeah, you fit for years. Yeah, and and how many times did you? I, I mean, I did it. Yeah, for like five years. I, I couldn't. I'm thousands of fittings. I did. <laughs> yeah, with th- you know, hundreds of different types of golfers. No f- one fitting is the same. No. If you go, yeah. So here we go. If you ever are going to go get fit and you watch the fitting before, and then you do your fitting. And it's the same thing. Stop. Don't buy them. I, it's probably not right. <laughs> it's probably not right. Yeah. <sighs> no, I mean, it's it's true. It's That's a huge, a huge, huge thing. And a lot of times, like, I'll ask, I mean, to be honest, I've had two people come in and I'm like, I had to tell them, like, you need lessons. I can't fit you right now. Well, like, you need to go get some lessons. If I sold you some clubs, which would be great for me, right? I'd love yeah. to sell you... $1,500 worth of clubs, but I, it's totally wrong. Like I, you need some instruction before well, I can and, even and get you in there. Th- this never gets spoken about. Y- you have to, a good fitter actually almost lets them fit themselves. Yep. Because you could, sh- you can prove to them with a track man that's worth $25,000. Look, this does not go as far. It does not go as far. But if we're talking five yards, right, with yeah. an eight iron or whatever, it's like, yeah, but I really like the feel of this other one and the look of it and it swings easier. Okay. Yeah. You just you just got to know it's going to go five yards shorter than this other one, which with an eight iron makes no difference whatsoever as long as you know how far it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say sometimes. A lot of times I wrote down specs that, they shouldn't probably have walked away with, but they were completely against what performed the best because they <laughs> either didn't like the look of the setting. You know, when you change the setting, it changes oh, yeah, the look yeah. of the head or the weight of the shaft or what. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. They didn't it like that it was lower and not higher. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they don't like it, they're going to go away and they're going to be like, this guy fit me for something that I didn't like. And it's like, that's no good either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's got to be a combination. You've got to give them the information. But if you like something, you are going to play better with it than something that you don't like. Well, it's like a lot of people. I mean, I'll use myself an example. When I put an iron down, I can't look at those fat top lines that yeah. every club has now. Like, yeah. is it probably going to, would it probably add some yardage or perform better? Maybe. Yeah. But I just can't look down. I'm like, the thing's exactly. freaking disgusting. Exactly. It looks like a. Like, I have a spatula down there, like this huge thing. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's just, for me, it was, I learned with some knife-looking things that were, and I just got used to looking down there at that. Putters, right? Mallets. Yeah. And blades. Some people, you know, I asked one of my kids the other day, I'm like, you want a mallet? She's like, no, I hate them. And for the most part, for your average golfer, a mallet is going to outperform. Absolutely. A, a, a Standard ping answer looking Scotty Cameron <laughs> yeah. putter, right? It is the, the face stays squarer. It's that simple. Well, and your mallets are, but well, yeah, that too. But there are some people that if you have a lot of rotation in your stroke, like Tiger does, he has more than anybody. A mallet is tough to putt with. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. not designed to be putted that <laughs> no, way. It's like fights you yeah, the whole way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know what David is talking about? Just some of you probably know this, some of you don't. A mallet is basically like. A big old half round. They're like, you know, half a, half yeah. a ball on the back. Some of the are club. little it's, and some are huge. And I then mean. you have a blade is basically 
just think a tiger's putter. That's a blade. That's a tip putter type thing. Um, well, unless you want to go one step further and say Mickelson's old putter was the blade. That was like the oh, original gosh. blade, the eighty eight yeah, like, like the Wilson eighty eight oh two. Yeah. Noda, what Noda puts with that sort that, of that was the bullseye. Yeah, the bullseye. Yeah. Those yeah. are super super, but those are insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's interesting to see. And again, stuff changes. Like, I was thinking, I don't know if I said this on here, but the other day, Paradigm has those new irons, and so Vinny is showing me about the iron and how it's put together. We bend irons, and yeah. I was like, I don't think I can bend that iron because it's like four different pieces. And I'm like, if I bend that thing, so like, I'm gonna freaking mess that thing up. Like in my brain, I was thinking this before. You cannot. Bend a cast club, you cannot really bend it much more than one. If you go two degrees, you're risking breaking it. I Forged is apart. different. Forged, you can bend up to four degrees probably. But if you're actually bending someone's clubs four degrees, you got an issue. Well, they they got a really bad fitting <laughs> one because you you're never gonna. Titleist won't even send you a set of irons that are four degrees no. flat. No, no, so. No. That tells you. They you, won't make them like you, that. Yeah, if you're going from four, you're going from two up to two down, which is, I mean, you could stand there in the range and you could literally be having the same swing, same contact, and your eight irons could be 50 yards from one another. <laughs> Easily. Seriously, yeah. Easily. And that's, I mean, you Not distance-wise. I'm talking left to right-wise. <laughs> You could go to Balloon Park and cover each side of the range from the middle yeah. if you had those clubs bent like that. But, I mean, it's it's a little cheat that you can do. A lot of better players normally have their clubs flat because they don't want to hook it to the left or pull it over to the left. Um, and a lot of amateurs need their clubs upright, so the toe is towards your forehead, so to speak, and that's so you don't slice it as much. Um, that's kind of how that works if you're a beginner though just go standard just get standard because you don't teach yourself to hit standard yep. right and if you start getting you know really improving and starting to hit some some really good shots and and maybe you are seeing a a, a typical a typical miss that look god whenever i hit this eight time good it is always left okay then yeah maybe it needs to be bent a little bit but if you 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 will you will fit yourself like if i give you a set of clubs and said you look you're never going to get another set of clubs again these are your clubs you have to play them as is you'll change you'll fit yourself to them yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen it all the time i saw it so many times i would see this person and i do all the measurements and i'd watch them hit balls and then i look at all right i'd always look at the equipment first you know, while they were warming up <laughs> and I'd be like, there's just, there's no, th- this is not right. But then they would hit them straight and good. And I'm like, you fit yourself into this because look at the wear mark. Like it's, this is not <laughs> c- clearly is not correct, but you've learned how to do it now. It. So yeah. if we go back to something else, to what I suggest y- you should be using, you're going to, you're going to be chopping it. The ball's off the planet. Yeah. So it's, Get fit by someone who knows what they're doing. Well, I mean, here's, I'll use another example. So there was a gentleman, and he has a session with me, so we're doing our thing. He cannot hit the driver. It's Everything is perfect. Driver, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I'm like, 
dude, let me see your driver. So I grab it and I go, your swing speeds, why do you have a stiff? I don't know. That's what they put me in. So I take it out. I throw a regular in there. Middle, middle, middle. I'm like, you have the wrong shaft. Like you don't have the speed. And I've seen that quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. That that can go the other way too. I've, I've fit people that swing it were easy fast enough to be a stiff perform way better with yep. a regular that happens a lot and i've seen it obviously the other way too where something's way too stiff um but it happens the other way too it, yeah you know it, it definitely does i mean you've got this jock that's out there on the tee box that thinks he hits it a mile and he's got this <laughs> double x tip it's just you know it's it's funny that that people don't understand but it's a complicated thing i mean fitting someone no, is a complicated thing it's not that, and that's why I was saying, if you see someone fit someone and then you get fit and it's the exact same thing, he, he's not, he's just been taught how to fit one way. He doesn't know how to fit every person, 30 different people. Different. Yes. Because it is. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you have massive differences when people come in, whether they oh, yeah. deliver the club differently, whether, you know, whatever. It's, it's insane. I don't, I don't think that I've ever had someone that I'm like, yeah, you're the exact same as that last guy I did here. So I, I got a good example of this. Mark England, uh, he's okay. a PJ pro, was in our section for a long time. Uh, I fit him for his driver. And he was hitting this, uh, oh God, it was either a horrendous hook or a horrendous slice, right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember which one. And he's like, I do it every time. And he had it on, I, I think he was hitting it right, right? But he had it set up. So cl- every- it was set up closed. The weights were for a hook. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Watch this. I set it up the complete opposite. I set it up for a slice. I set it up flat. <laughs> and he started ripping it. And he goes, what would you do? I said, I set it up to slice. Because when you look down at that, you're going to see that. And now you're not afraid to release it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were afraid to release it <laughs> because you looked down. It was closed. You could see the face. Yep. And you had hook weights in there. <laughs> It was reverse psychology. I basically said, I'm going to force you to release it now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Or your ball's going exactly. right. Exactly, yeah. 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 No, it's, dude, it's interesting you say that because it seems like a lot of better players do that. Like this kid that I bent his clubs was the same thing. Like he would, everything was, he's trying to hold it off. Yeah. And so when I got him flat and now he's like, oh my gosh, I have to release it. And now it's like, yeah. he's hitting these beautiful shots so yeah it's it, the the new tailor-made driver and i don't know i saw they were in there fitting a gentleman the other day and he was spinning it out of this world right like spinning it spinning it spinning it and so they flipped the weights there's a weight in the front and the yeah. in the triple diamond so they put the heavy weight in the back and move the light weight to the front ripping it yeah and i'm like what the heck yeah i'm those the weights and the settings on drivers made a huge difference. Not to mention, they probably have saved those manufacturers a lot of money over the years. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just it's such a different world now anyway, isn't it? I mean, well, again, you know, when, when do you see a glued wood anymore? <laughs> no. TaylorMade, up until a few years ago, used to still make a glued three wood. Um, yeah, they, they still do. I they think. still might, actually. They might be one of the companies that do, but. Um, and that go if you ever see one, go hit one because it feels way different. Yeah, I'm interested. It's heavier. It's it's crazy. Yeah. 
well, I mean, that'll do it for today's show. There will be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. For the 8gradies Golf Show, I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.